So uh, just off air, uh, Felk and I were just talking about some movies Felk had seen. One of them he mentioned was It Comes at Night. I said it's, yeah, not, you know, at all like... The trailer is incredibly intentionally deceiving. Yeah, exactly. But it's more like Z for Zachariah. And one of the things I said was great about Z for Zachariah was that it was Chalittle Elijah Four, uh, Margot Robbie, and it was Felk um, all great in the cast. movie. Yeah, because Felk was cast in the movie. Anytime I see Chris Pine... <laughs> I think of Felk. I, I literally, I mean, you guys look very similar, and Chris Pine is Felk in movies, so... I look nothing it, like Chris P- P- Pine. You do. You look like Chris Pine to me, at least. So, for, like, Star Trek, you're Captain Kirk. Huh. Um, for Z, for Zachariah, you're the guy that shows up that takes Ch- uh, Chiwetel away from Margot Robbie. She will tell a Jiwoo for. And um, you are in Wonder Woman. You get to bang fucking uh, Princess Diana. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I look at all like Chris Pine. Oh, and I saw your dick in uh, Outlaw King or whatever. You saw you see my dick on I've seen the Cool Boys podcast. I've seen your dick actually a lot. I like uh, to suck your dick. It's good. I showed you a photo mm-hmm. of my dick once. You showed me a lot more than just that. My stomach is seeing the contents of your balls. I've heard I... I don't know what that means. <laughs> what do you think that means? Uh, Live from Cool Boys Central. Get a boss down. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I've heard I look like Neil Patrick Harris before, but I've never gotten Chris Pine. Yeah, you know you're better, Chris Pine obviously. for sure. Oh, I, there's people I see in movies. I'm just like immediately connect them. I have really good friends. Um, one of them uh, is like a, a, a person in uh, the invitation, where like I'm watching the invitation and it's this one couple, and like literally one of the dudes in the couple. I'm like I watch. I'm like that's this guy I know. Like that's literally. And so the whole movie, I'm stressing while watching the invitation because I'm worried about this. You know, I don't want to say his name, but like this one guy I know. I'm like worried about him dying in the movie, and then you know. I don't want to spoil it. No, no, I, I, I've, I mean, I felt the same way when I saw Man of Steel. I was like, you know, if he lost all his muscle mass, he'd look a lot like Nolan. Yes, well, Henry Cavill <laughs> is why we want to fuck Nolan. It's because of that's yeah, the closest muscles. thing, but we'll, closest we'll get to it. Absolutely. You saw the meme that was like those, like the, the five guys who combined to be Henry Cavill. No, it's. Uh, let's see if I can find it now. You're a bad Jamie from the Rogan. Oh, <laughs> he's the guy who Googles things and puts it on the screen? Yep. Holy shit, Jamie, pull that video up. Pull it up. Come on, Jamie. <laughs> we just needed this. <laughs> Jamie, pull up. Pull up. Well, Jamie, pull up that video. Pull it up, Jamie. So he has to do <laughs> it. Look that shit up, Jamie. Pull it up, sweet tea. So he has to do it. 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 You're bad, Jamie. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Jamie, pull that video up. It's this. The original tweet being, I could not name one of these men if someone put a gun to my head. And the joke that did very well on Twitter is, I believe these are the five white men who combined to form Henry Cavill. Ballard. Can you identify any of these men? Okay, so the guy in the far left, I think, is like Matt Bomber or something, right? The I guy think next so, yeah. That's Tyler Hoken, maybe? I think it's the guy that's Superman now. Superman, yeah. No I idea re- who the middle guy is. I thought that guy- was uh, the guy from Baby Driver, just a weird 
no, photo no. Album. Ansel Eckler, you can find his dick online now. He put that shit out there for his OnlyFans page. I know. Um, the guy right next to him is definitely Max something, I think. The guy from, from New Girl. Uh, the New Girl, yeah. And he's also in that new show about neighbors. And then the guy in the far right, that is Wes Bentley. Uh, dude from American Beauty. He's from The Hunger West Games. Wes Bentley, yes. Yeah. Dude, I know my hot man. I know. But they, and they're all just lesser cobbles is, is, is the uh, although Wes Bentley that that in that photo that is not how Wes Bentley appears in pretty much any other media he Dude. looks weird and disheveled most of all them. I know is that none of them are Henry Cavill quality no well no even is. though we admitted that Zach seems to know how to shoot Henry battle Henry battle. I've been drinking already. Henry better than uh, you know, anyone else. The Witcher, he didn't no, McQuarrie look as hot. Did, the McQuarrie knew how to shoot him, too. Oh, yeah, dude. With that mustache? Christopher knew, give him the Selic, and then just let him cock his gun all day long. When I mean cock his gun, yeah. I mean shooting jizz directly into my mouth. It's finally coming because it's May the 4th. Actually, it's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. It, no, this release is actually on May the 4th. And, they, and May the 4th and Cinco de Mayo mean nothing because it's it's really just, uh, are, are we open yet, day? Because we're on the tail end of it and, and things are getting freedom back in the next few weeks. Well, we're not open on May the 4th when this drops. Well, California isn't. Texas will be, sort of. Yeah, uh, and, and Georgia too, right? Give us us free. 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 Give. Give us us free. Us free. Give us us free. Your Honor, please instruct the defendant that he cannot disrupt these proceedings with such a... Give us us free! Give us us free. Us free! If we are to have any semblance of order in this courtyard... Give us us free! Give us free! Crying out, give us free, or anything else... Give us us free! I question this witness! Give us us free! Give us us free! I sent you my corgis in their crates uh, photo with "Give us us free." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Doe, cool boy, O's nation. Hi, And hey, O, Dolly, to a very, very good installment, <laughs> the Cool Boy O's podcast. Hello, boy O's. Looky, you so know what Misa always likes to spank. Uh-huh. You so people gonna die? You so thinking you so people gonna die? You some people gonna die? Uh-huh. Misa Jaja Binks. Usa are Usa. Misa Jar Jar Felk. Uh-huh. Oh, and Misa Jar Jar Ballard. Hi, Hi, oh, Dali. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He never says very, very good. He never says duh, either. This is very, very bad. Oh. Cool. Felk, th- this is all Gungan basic, just so you know. I actually went and did real Gungan basic for this. This is all accurate. It's just Jamaican. <laughs> so cool. Nobody wanted Jar Jar to be left in charge it was just like a circumstance that like Padme thought nothing would happen there so she just gave him temporary power I'm taking an extended leave of absence it will be your responsibility to take my place in the Senate Representative Binks hmm? I know I can count on you Misa honored to be taking on this a heavy burden Misa accept this with muy muy humility and uh... Jar Jar just shut up 
You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Jar, Jar, Binks. Initials JB. JJB. Joe Biden. No, more like JJ. JJ Abrams. Abrams starts with an A. What's Joe yeah. Biden's middle name? Come on, Jamie. Is this starts with a if, if it's, it starts with a there's no way it starts with a, a J. Jehovah starts with an I. Joe Robinette Biden? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. That's a bad middle name. And a bad candidate. You're a bad Jamie. Jamie, pull that video up. What is this episode? I I I, I don't care enough about Jar Jar. Hi do To want to do Dali. an episode about uh-huh. him. So what is this episode? Very, very good installment of the Cool Boyos podcast. Who played Obi-Wan Kenobi? That would be Alec Guinness. What is that? Guinness. Uh, the, the ball in Guinness, the little white ball that's in there, yeah. that doesn't do anything. That's just a novelty. I think it does something. I don't think it does anything. I think it's just a way for them to like seem cool. I think it helps keep the carbonation for a stout. Maybe something along those lines. I mean, it's not just Guinness. Other beers do it, but... Yeah, I think it's a stout thing. Because I think a stout is like, it's too it's too dark, it's too thick, too wide. Chicks can't give me the kind of head I need. There's my Guinness. Looks sexy. Hey, Felk, cheers to COVID and quarantine Clink. and Jar Jar. Yeah, we're cheersing across Skype, Gavin. If you're listening, uh, Emperor Newsom, <laughs> we're, not, uh, we're not breaking quarantine. So please don't extend quarantine because you just said... Basically, if we don't all be good little boys and, and stop going to the beach, you're going to make the quarantine last even longer, which is a totally healthy thing for Americans to be hearing from an elected official. Absolutely, Felk. The regional governors now have direct control over their territories. Fear will keep the local systems in line. Fear of this coronavirus. Okie day, cool boyos. My no-no. <laughs> we uh, can get any more nutsin than dat. <laughs> Time we some move on to Cool Boyo's show tello. <laughs> what Misa always likes to spake. <laughs> I mean, uh, glad you found yes. that fucking entertaining. Mm, I did. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool Boy Nation. Pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. No sweat. So cool. Well, this is it. You've asked for it, Cool Boy Nation, and you've got All it. Right, let's, 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 let's get into this. Now we have to read a Reddit link. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Only the best for the Cool Boys podcast. Going to Reddit. So cool. I didn't want to do this episode, but you, 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 we're finally doing. Well, we're finally doing it. <gasps> uh, I, Star Wars is beyond dead at this point to me. No, it isn't. They made uh, a great film we all love, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, have you seen the clip of the fucking the new showrunner? Because I, I don't know what the show is, but they hired the Russian doll lesbian uh, showrunner uh, the, who created Russian Doll to create a new Star Wars show, which is all about like, oh, diversity. We're gonna have diversity, and like, and somebody pointed out to me that she was uh, Harvey Weinstein's secretary. 
<gasps> so she... she's got a pass. Yeah, she does. I want to hear her story. Um, just so we're clear, Star Wars has a long history of starting shows and starting concepts and then just never following through. The fact that Rogue One and Solo both actually came out is a miracle. Yeah. I mean, well, there's completely different versions of those movies that we'll never get to see. True. That I'd like to see. I I don't think um, anything will ever come to any fruition other than Mandalorian. I will be honestly even surprised if I'm watching a Cassian Andor TV show. I will truly be surprised if that show actually comes out. The only show I have hope for is the Obi-Wan show because I think it's the only way they can continue the Skywalker storyline in a new, fresh way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think Skywalker or any Skywalkers would be a factor in it. Uh, no, oh, I, I think so. They'll have, like, a little baby puppet Luke that comes in, and it's all like, oh, and drinks soup and shit like that. And Obi-Wan has to take it on missions, and then, you know, leaves it in its ship. It's a human baby. Yeah, a human baby puppet, though. They have to do a puppet. It's got to be a puppet. I guess. They usually CG babies nowadays. I, oh, yeah, I love in Children of Men when they did that. That was awesome. Well, that was the... They didn't have a choice. They didn't, but it was a it was a long take, and they had to simulate a real birth, and they did it with an entirely CGI baby, and, like, it is photo real back then. Yeah, no, it was impressive for 2006, I think. Yeah, 2006, yeah. All right, let's, 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 let's get into this. Well, we want to find out what this Darth Jar Jar nonsense is all about. So, I actually do subscribe to this theory. I think this was something Lucas was actually looking into uh, when he was making Phantom Menace. I do think there is even a history in Star Wars that sets precedent for something like this. Uh, the idea of Yoda, when he's first found on Empire, is a crazy little creature who's also silly and just a wacky doodle dumb thing. And Oh, yeah. it turns out for about he's actually six a massive minutes. Jedi Master. For six minutes. <laughs> Then, yeah, it's like six minutes. It's it's better handled. Um, but Jar Jar felt like it was supposed to be the twist of the entire franchise that George was going to drop. And there's always been this quoted thing from the behind the scenes, right, where George Lucas says, Jar Jar is a key to all this. He was talking to the CGI guys. That, that He was talking to effects people. He was talking to the creative department. But, yes, you can look at it as just talking to effects people, meaning – you got to get the CGI right, because if it's not right on this, it just ruins the movie. He is absolutely correct with that. But you could also think that maybe he's being clever? Who knows? No. Please continue. I, well, that's what tonight's episode is for, Felk, is for us to find out and determine for ourselves, once and for all, is Darth Jar Jar what was going to be the actual story arc of the entire Star Wars prequel? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, yeah. Theory. Jar Jar Binks was a trained Force user, knowing Sith collaborator, and will play a central role in The Force <laughs> Awakens. Yeah. Hosted by Lump Horaru. Lump Horaru. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's Chewie's uh, bastard son. Nuh-uh. Four Him years ago. Him and Mala were definitely married. We don't know that. 
We don't. Even if they were, if they weren't married by a Catholic priest, they'll still burn in hell. Here, I will seek to establish that Jar Jar Binks, far from being simply the bumbling idiot he portrays mm -hmm. himself as, is in fact a highly skilled force user in terms of martial ability and mind control. Interesting. Furthermore, I assert that he was not, as many people assume, just an unwitting political tool manipulated by Palpatine. Rather, he and Palpatine were likely in collaboration from the very beginning. And it's entirely possible that Palpatine was a subordinate underling <gasps> to Binks throughout both trilogies. And finally, given the above, I will conclude with an argument as to why I believe it's not only possible, but plausible <gasps> that Jar Jar will make a profound impact on the upcoming movies <laughs> and what his role may be. Yes! Okay, so what's going to happen in The Force Awakens? We, we don't know. Yeah. So what, do, what are you thinking right now? How do you feel? Do you still think that's possible? Darth Jar Jar could be a, a real deal or... Uh... You think, uh, no, still. Uh, no, I do not think that, uh, this was ever intended by George Lucas or anyone involved in the movies. You sure about that? Because you might be changed man at the end of this episode. Okay. All right, well, let's move further, I guess. Misa called Jata Binks. Misa, your humble servant. Yeah, I want you to put your hot tongue in my ass. Oh, this demanded by the gods it is. So, first, let's establish Jar Jar as a skilled warrior. Okay, while this does not in itself necessitate a connection with the physical force, it's highly suggestive in the Star Wars universe. Very rarely do we see quote-unquote normal characters exhibiting extraordinary stunt work or physical feats unless they are Jedi, Sith, or at least Force-sensitives. So here's Jar Jar nonchalantly executing a standing 20-foot twisting somersault. Now taken out of context, if you were watching a Star Wars movie, and saw a character casually execute this maneuver, you'd probably assume it was a Jedi. In the context yes. of Jar Jar, though, we don't, because elsewhere he so thoroughly convinces us that he's nothing more than a harmless dunce with his inane dialogue and cowardly lion act. Missa getting very, very scared. He also manages to convince us that he's a bumbling oaf in the midst of a pitched battle even though he's always incredibly, amazingly successful, whether single-handedly taking down a battle droid tank or unleashing a barrage of boom buds on their front lines, or precisely targeting multiple enemies with a blaster tangled around his ankle, triple exclamation mark, we simply roll our eyes and attribute it to dumb luck. But is it, Felk? Is it? Obi-Wan warned us otherwise. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. This is one of the main reasons we as an audience hate Jar Jar so thoroughly. He breaks the fourth wall. He shatters our suspension of disbelief. Because we know that no one is really that lucky. We dismiss it as a lame, cliched trope. The silly, pathetic oaf who always seems to inadvertently save the day. Yeah, see, that's what you've been saying. I posit that. Instead, this is a deliberate facade on the part of <gasps> Jar Jar as a character and on the part of the writers and animators. As we know, the Jedi themselves are inspired by Shaolin monks. 
And there's a particular kung fu discipline that Jar Jar's physicality is purposefully modeled upon, which allows mm -hmm. him to appear goofy and uncoordinated, even as he lays waste to his enemies, namely Z Quan or Drunken Fist Wushu. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like I was talking about. This discipline seeks to imitate the sloshing, quote-unquote, sloshing, seemingly random foibles of a drunkard. But in reality, the staggering and stumbling is the use of bodily momentum, deception, and unpredictability intended to lure and confuse opponents. Yeah, so I trained a little bit in Wing Chun um, back in uh, Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody Wing, Wing Chun, Chun tonight. tonight. So Wing Chun, I did train very little, but I, I worked with a lot of and had friends that were uh, much more involved and much more uh, in depth uh, in it. So I would go over and hang out with them at times, and or you know when I was shooting a documentary afterwards, we would drink a little bit maybe, um, and then you know just kind of hang out while they were doing training um, and drills and whatnot. And I would I would I would when I would do it sober, right? I was very stiff, and I would get hurt. Yeah, Joe Rogan talked about this. Right, like I would I was I would I would get my ass kicked, and I would hurt like the normal kind of just drills and punches and, and sparring like I would actually get hurt like because I was I was sober as fuck and I was stiff but when I drank a little bit all of a sudden like I was way different you could you could fucking hit me and I would roll with your punch and then like I was much more unpredictable as they pointed out it, it definitely is a thing like I yeah that's not right the thing that, that's not the debate though the debate isn't whether like drunkenness can like or, or acting silly can like be beneficial in a fight the we're the What's being disputed is whether or not Jar Jar is a representation of of this and a sly nod to Jar Jar well, okay. more than he. So, how is he jumping twenty feet from a standing position? Because he's a frog monster. All these he's, flips. He's he's a half frog, half Jamaican. No, no, I would, I would, I would definitely not suggest that. It's his frog-like skills give him the expertise and the quiet calm to be able to do that kind of flip and jump as a skilled Olympic diver. There's something there. I feel like it's it's almost an act. Like it's almost too obvious. I really wish George said something about this more. If you could be any character in Star Wars, who would you be? Uh, I don't know. I like all the characters. Jar Jar Binks. George is kind of isolated. He doesn't really reach out to people anymore. No, he just goes to the set of Mandalorian and plays with Baby Yoda. <laughs> they should they, they should force uh, JJ to do a fucking watch along for The Last Jedi and just be like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to do this one. Yeah, I avoided that concept. You know, the sad thing is, though, I've rewatched The Last Jedi, I've rewatched uh, parts of Rise of Skywalker. I, I I might have to honestly say Last Jedi might be a better Star Wars film than Rise of Skywalker. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, it's not a Star Wars movie. It's a social it justice movie. It feels more Star Warsy at times than Rise of Skywalker does. Because Rise of Skywalker is like, it's almost too comical. It's almost too cartoonish. I, 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 I loved it coming out of the theater. I loved it the second time going out of the theater. I just had the hugest rock hard boner. But watching it now, digitally, I'm just like, ugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mess because of The Last Jedi, though. It's, so it's it, Yeah, it, it's really weird. It's just J.J. Here's the thing. J.J. doesn't even kind of 
the only acknowledgement to the Last Jedi is Luke, it's Ghost, and the Luke storyline with Ray. That's about it. Other than that, there's the not much connections. And I guess so, yeah, the Porgs. But other than that, there's really not much connection. And even when it comes to like the movie playing off of a second act, it's so weird how his scroll is just like this whole new movie that occurred. It's so off-putting watching this trilogy now. When I watch the prequels, I don't like Attack of the Clones at all. I, I hate it. No. But it works as a second film in a trilogy. Well, no, no nothing, nothing. That scroll is a, a whole movie's worth of things happening. And no it's other like two like movies that. worth of fucking shit happening. I mean, it's like the dead speak is the first thing you hear. It's like, I get it. Yes, there's been force ghosts and they spoke. But what, what, what you're referring to is a giant beacon of a fucking, like, yeah. like, like loudspeaker that the Emperor just did for everybody. And if in we Fortnite. To, if in Fortnite. Fortnite. You see it, it's like the weirdest fucking thing ever. He's By the way, are you aware of the Travis Scott event in Fortnite? No, what's that? Travis Scott is a rapper, uh, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Kylie Jenner's He guy. appeared as this giant fuck... All of a sudden, in, in Fortnite, he appears as this giant, like, hologram, like, like a skyscraper-sized thing, and just does a full fucking live-streamed concert, uh, I'm guessing in front of a green screen from his fucking quarantine home, but he appears in as a 3D model in fucking Fortnite and does, like, a whole performance. Wow. Which makes you wonder about the people who are playing the game during that. Isn't isn't that distracting? I guess they just all stop and watch it. I guess you just stop and you watch it, like as if God is talking to you in the real world. But it was essentially, it functioned the same way that the Emperor thing did, where it was just like, it just happened in this world of Fortnite, because Fortnite always has like a hundred million people in it or whatever. Um, Does it really? I honestly don't play Fortnite at all. I have no idea. Let's pull that number out of my ass. But it has a lot of people constantly in it, I think more than any other single online community. Really? Or game. I had no idea. I mean, I know Fortnite's in, like, Avengers Endgame. I know of it. I had uh, co-workers who played it religiously and they yeah. asked me to play it. And I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. I play GTA and Red Dead. That's it. The creator of Fortnite, by the way, is in Endgame. I didn't realize it. He's the Mohawk um, wizard guy who's just part of the wizard crew. The Sorcerer wait, Supreme. wait, wait. He's in Fortnite as an avatar then. No, 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 no. The, the guy who, real-life guy who created Fortnite and is the direct, game director of Fortnite and the head of that company appears in Avengers Endgame as a cameo as one of the sorcerers. Uh, he, has, he has, like, a mohawk, and he's, like, the one standing oh. to, to the side of, of, of Benedict when he gotcha. first talks to Tony. That's a cool fact. Let's get back to Darth Jar Jar. If we're oh, yeah, do that's this. right. This is a Star Wars episode. <laughs> All right. So um, the uh, the article then goes and, and lists a bunch of examples of, of drunken fighting. Uh, and, and, and makes the point that, yes, the, the, the if you watch Jackie Chan or whoever these fucks are uh, doing things and compare them with drunken fighting, uh, there's mild similarities. Mild. See, I got a huge cock. Oh, okay. Well, that's all and good. But even if Jar Jar is a secret drunken fist boxing master, that doesn't make him a force user, right? Well, yeah. it should at least make us suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. 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 It establishes that. His over-the-top childish antics are a veneer masking a more complex character than we're led to believe. 
But even if you choose to ignore Jar Jar's seemingly magical prescience in battle, I believe that there is a particular scene in which we do see him clearly make use of the physical force. In TPM! The Phantom Menace. When Jar Jar and the Jedi ambush the droids and rescue the Queen and her entourage. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Jar Jar accidentally embosses his leap from the balcony. A few frames later, he is seen dropping from the opposite side of the balcony. <laughs> That's just a mistake. Which would seem to be quite impossible without a force-assisted jump and or force sprint of some kind. Oh, force sprinting. The thing that uh, uh, Qui-Gon and, and, and uh, Obi-Wan do in one shot of the entire fucking uh, trilogy and franchise. Yes, but it was a scene that was earlier in the same film. Set up. Let's take a look at the full scene. We should leave the street, Johannes. Get their weapons. Oh, he's the guy's body bag. Interesting. Now, as I said, we see Jar Jar catch hold of the balcony on the far right side. Without seeing the clip, this is kind of fucking meaningless for a podcast. But then he drops to the ground on the far left. Easy to dismiss as a continuity or framing error, I suppose. Except that one of the droids continues to fire on Jar Jar's initial position, even as we see him drop elsewhere. Wow. Here it is in slow motion. So just play that audio slow mo, I guess. <laughs> we should leave the street, Johannes. Get the weapons. See the droid that comes charging up I do. right behind the one Qui-Gon chops down? What's he shooting at up there? And see its head swing back towards Jar Jar's new position after the shot? Uh -huh. You can also see another droid behind it tracking Jar Jar with its head and manage what the, psychotic and no, manage a shot on the new position. This means that the animators... This is all fucking 1998, like, CGI. No, it's 1999 as the film's released, but yeah, 98's when they made it. But no, fuck, this is a case study on a real, like, hardcore scene. This means that the animators do very well where Jar Jar was supposed to be, dangling See? from the balcony over Qui-Gon's left shoulder, and purposefully animate the droids, tracking his inexplicably fast movement elsewhere. That's I think... Right. I have no idea what this is talking about. I kind of need to watch this. All right. Here it is in slow motion. That's what they're fucking talking That's what he's talking about. That's it. What a psycho. All right. Uh, How dare you? I think what has happened here, even though we don't see it directly, is that Jar Jar has purposefully split the attention of the enemies by grabbing onto the balcony as he falls. Then, using the force, propelled himself with a pull-up flip to land in an unexpected place. In fact, this is a movement... In fact, this is a maneuver we've seen before. Of course! From a Jedi. 
<gasps> Twice, if you want to count Obi-Wan doing it in the duel of the fates to take Maul by surprise. In addition to this kind of highly suspicious, physical quote-unquote luck. There's no such thing as luck. I also believe that we're given enough clues to justify ugly suspect that Jar Jar is also a master of Jedi mind control. Of course. Consider. We hate the way Jar Jar influences major plot points for the same reason we hate his physicality. It mm -hmm. messes with our sense of realism. Two experienced Jedi on a serious mission would never actually bring someone that stupid along with them. <laughs> no character. Wait, wait, wait. So are they suggesting that they realized Jar Jar was incredibly smart and hiding in, in plain sight? No character that idiotic would have ever really been made a general. And they certainly wouldn't <laughs> be made a senator. <laughs> Back to Joe Biden. Um, how could anyone like Jar Jar really convince the entire galaxy, you know, the thing, <laughs> to <laughs> abandon democracy? That's ridiculous. These things are just the political version of physical luck. That's it. I had really thick, you know, blonde hairs, leg hairs that would stand up on my leg, and the children <laughs> used to pet them. <laughs> Inadvertent. Wait, wait. What was his? What was his? The corn, corn row Bob. What we called him corn. We called him corn row. Or no, uh, corn pop. We corn pop. Corn pop. The, yeah, corn pop. Corn pop had his chain around the pool. He would use. <laughs> called him corn pop. <laughs> Inadvertent, seemingly comical bumbling that just so happens to result in astoundingly positive results, like being the Democratic frontrunner. Yep. But what if it isn't inadvertent? And what is Jar Jar's meteoric rise and inexplicable influence isn't the result of dumb happenstance. No, but, Jar Jar actually met Nelson Mandela. But and the Jar Jar was arrested actually trying to meet Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Jedi and presumably <laughs> Sith exhibit telltale signs when using the mind trick to implant suggestions or influence behavior. For one, they always gesticulate See? and not so subtly wave their hands at the target. Here's a look Perfect. at some pivotal Jar Jar moments during his political career. <laughs> These are gifs of him waving? See? He's a bombad general. And a senator. This is this is sad. Actually, Felt, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that George Lucas has either a horrible uh, eye for detail, or that Dennis Murin does not deserve all the awards he won, especially the awards he won for *Phantom for Menace* for best visual effects? Did it win best visual effects? I mean, I imagine. Or no, he, I think he was nominated for that or something. I, don't think I think the Matrix won. actually beat it. I think that was yeah. the big upset. Yeah, but I think they were nominated. But Dennis Murin, man, I mean, that guy's a fucking, he's a fucking hero amongst fucking, he's a, he's a king amongst ants. He's, I mean, he was very influential. Yeah, and you're saying, you're saying he essentially sucks as a visual effects supervisor. No, I'm if, saying that this psycho is reading way too much into, like, the exaggerated hand movements. Or is this psycho just simply pointing out passive-aggressively how bad Jar Jar is as a, as a character in yeah. the story? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, it's just, like, this is a criticism, like, why they brought, why two Jedi bring a, a, an idiot along with them. It's oh, not yeah, like, the, you don't read more into it. I, my favorite my favorite line of passive aggression from this that you've read already so far is, no character that idiotic would ever really be made a general. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 
If you watch the prequels with the idea that Jar Jar might be a manipulative, dark character, you begin to notice just how insidious and subtle his manipulation is and how effective mm -hmm. in almost every sequence he's involved in and also just how hyper-aware of the overarching plot he really is. That's true. Examples! Jar Jar tricking the Jedi into traveling through the planet core so that they need him. Uh -huh. Jar Jar carefully causing a scene so that they run into Anakin. Uh -huh. Jar Jar constantly mocking Qui-Gon uh -huh. behind his back while Anakin is watching so that Qui -Gon. Anakin... Qui-Gon. So, so that Anakin learns to disrespect, disrespect for Jedi authority early on. Uh -huh. <laughs> you see? Yeah. He's insetting these things very early on for a child, like a child soldier. Jar Jar telling an eight-year-old child that the queen is pretty hot, quote-unquote, fanning the flames of the child's infatuation uh -huh. that is exploited on later on. I could go on. He, uh, Jar Jar literally sits down in like the, the speeder on Coruscant right away, and he looks at Annie and he goes, The queens are being grossly nice, Mr. Tinks. Pretty hot. <laughs> You're like, he what? <laughs> I don't remember that line at all. Yeah, pretty hot. She's a pretty fuckable, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Shoyu, come on, Mr. Shoyu. Looky, looky, Senator. Cocks everywhere, asses, muscles. Steady, steady. You're such a turn on just to watch. Pretty hot. Yeah, I got my cock big and hard. Mr. Bach. Now. If you lend even the slightest credence to any of my above points and acknowledge the possibility that Jar Jar might not be an idiot, you're almost forced to conclude <laughs> Joe Biden again, that Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and Palpatine were co-conspirators. <gasps> if Jar Jar is putting forth an elaborate act to deceive people, it means he's not a fool. And if he's not a fool... It means his actions in episode two that facilitate Palpatine's plans are not those of an unwitting tool. They are those of a partner. It's a clear these separatists made a pact. We said these are federation to trade. Senator, Delo Belligan, in response to this direct threat to the Republic, Misa proposed that the Senate give immediately emergency powers to the Supreme Chancellor. Order. We shall have order. Oh, I want to go ahead and take a second and point out something else from Episode 2 since they just pointed out Episode 2. So... The very first time you see Jar Jar Binks in Episode 2, he's walking through Padme's penthouse towards the elevator, and then he just goes and stands next to the elevator. That's a weird shot. At which point, Obi-Wan and Anakin come out of the elevator, and Jar Jar just acts all surprised. Obi? Obi! It's so smiling to see you, sir. Good to see you again, Jar Jar. Senator Padme! Miss Apollo's here. Looky, looky, Senator. Decent Jedi arriving. Oh, Annie! Obi! Oh, Miss, I love you! Yeah, it's That's pretty weird. good, by the way. That's a pretty good impersonation. You like my Jar Jar? <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty close. So, he, he literally does the this Abed shit, Best right? The like, best performance. He, 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 he's, he's waiting for them. Now, 
there's two ways to look at that moment. A, it's bad directing by a George Lucas, or B, Darth Jar Jar. Remember, Palpatine <laughs> and Jar Jar are from the fucking same planet. Yeah, Naboo. Which in the scale of the Star Wars universe is likely growing up as next door neighbors. There's oh, no me. reason to assume that. It's oh, entirely yes, it possible. Old Ben? Luke knows all about Old Ben. He lives across the fucking Dune Sea, but he knows Old Ben. That's just like Australia, where like the kid's like, I'll go ask my neighbor, and then he like, bike, gets on the bike to like, go like six miles away. <laughs> he bikes 20 miles to the senator to ask the senator. That's his next door neighbor. <laughs> it's entirely possible that they knew each other for years prior to TPM. I love this initialing. Perhaps they trained together. Or one trained the other. Yeah. And Naboo is a really strange planet. Actually, remember those odd ancient statues with the third eye? Yes. Naboo is the kind of place an outcast, quote unquote, outcast Gungan might find a Sith holocron or two. Holy shit. Holocrons, Ballard. What? I mean, that, back then it meant something else. Yeah, well, it wasn't a wayfinder that JJ, uh, JJ just changed reused to that, it. that yeah. word. <laughs> but that's just speculation. Let's stick to what we. <laughs> What's this fucking shit about Naboo? Naboo is not thought out at all. Like it's like the whole thing that they couldn't like survive like two days without space trade, so they were people were dying. But everything everything looks like fucking Venice, or like you know. And, and... I love Naboo, man. Naboo. It, it, here's the mistake of Rise of Skywalker. It shouldn't have been Exegol this entire time. It should have been Naboo. The end of the movie should have been all these ships on Naboo fighting over Naboo, and it's like, ah, oh, Naboo, it's so important. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Uh, but that's just speculation. Hey, look, yeah, let's stick to what we know. Please. Yeah, what we know is that even after Palpatine is elected as Chancellor, <gasps> years after Jar Jar has been quote-unquote tricked into helping elect him, yes, Palpatine still hangs out with Jar Jar in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's right. The first time we see, and only time we see Jar Jar, he's hanging out with uh, Palpatine's entourage. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> Why? Wouldn't he be a constant source of public embarrassment? This is the same character who can't walk five yards without stepping in poodoo or squealing like a rabid donkey, right? Or forgetting the Constitution. <laughs> what use does he have now? Why is he still at the right hand of the most powerful person in the galaxy? Or forgetting that he knew Tara Reid. I don't give a shit that it's not the same person. I, I just, I'm still, I want to inter interview with the Tara Reid from American Pie about what she knows about Joe Biden. I want Tara Reid to be interviewed by Alyssa Milano about that. I love that she played the, like, the girl who didn't want to have sex when she's clearly the sluttiest girl in like, yeah. In of of the late nineties. <laughs> She's also like the only like high schooler in that entire movie that's like thirty-eight. It really pissed me off by the way finding out that Jason Biggs is not Jewish. <gasps> did you know that? What? He's not Jewish. He I did has, not know he, that. He, he's, his parents are Roman Catholic. He has no Jewish ancestry. Oh, and he's, he's Jewish Roman. in American Pie. You, no. His father's Eugene Levy. He's Jewish in fucking Orange is the New Black. He's he's like very, very like, him being Jewish is a big plot point of um the Woody Allen movie he was in, I think it's called Anything Else. Uh, I saw it, but it's not very good. Uh, he looks Jewish. He's overtly Jewish in all these movies, and he's actually not Jewish in real life. It's, well, has he done, like, any of those, like, uh, 24 and Me or 42 and Me or whatever they're called? I don't, I don't know. 
has he done any of those gene testings? That's where he'll find out he's Jewish. He just doesn't know it yet. He doesn't identify as Jewish. Well, that's okay. All right. Fine, maybe. <laughs> yeah, fine, maybe. <laughs> Hilarious conspiracy theory, but why would George Lucas bother to create this devious Gungan character with an elaborate conspiratorial pass, but then never actually reveal his true nature? Here's George Lucas talking about Yoda. The classic mythological motif that goes through a lot of stories through history is that the key mystical character is an animal by the side of the road that seems very insignificant that when the hero comes past he's kind to where most people pass that creature by they ignore him or they belittle him or cast aspersions upon him the hero is kind to him and by being kind to him the hero gets the magic that the character on the side of the road has as we all know one of lucas's big deals with prequels was that they were intended to Rhyme. rhyme! Fucking rhyme. It's like motherfucking poetry. Again, it's like poetry. It's sort of they rhyme. <laughs> Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. And mirror the original trilogy in terms of general narrative themes. <gasps> so there should have been a seemingly innocent creature found on the side of the road that later reveals itself as a major player. But it yes. doesn't in this trilogy. Yes. We do have a creature that this seems to describe precisely, Jar Jar. But of course, he never develops into a master anything. That's because this movie, Phantom Menace, was so widely hated, and now, only now, do so many Star Wars fans go back and go, yeah, it's actually not as bad as everyone said it was, or it's not as bad as I remember. And it's because it's not as bad as you remember or said it was. Yeah, it kind of is, though. I, I I still contend that it's the best prequel film. I contend that it's the worst prequel film. I have said it's the best prequel film since I saw Attack of the Clones came out, and I went, okay, I guess Phantom Menace is better, which is sad. And then and when Revenge of the Sith came out, I went, oh, my God, I can't believe Phantom Menace is still the best prequel. And I, I love Phantom Menace as a Star Wars film. It is not a good movie, just so we're all clear. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. Here's what I think happened. I'm breeding. This is not what I think. Yeah, man. You like to wear a sucker's dick? Mine or not? I'm gonna suck my cuff. How would? Just suck my dick, man. That's the last thing Misa wants. I think that Jar Jar was initially intended to be a prequel and dark side equivalent of Yoda. Just as Yoda has his big reveal, <laughs> making a lot out See? of that. They are. Uh, when we learn that his tottering geriatric goofball persona is just a mask, Jar Jar was intended to have a big reveal in episode two or three, where we learn he's not really a naive dope, but rather a master puppeteer Sith in league with, or perhaps in charge of, Palpatine. See, I never saw it as in charge of Palpatine. Um, oh, I you never saw it him- that way? No, I always thought of him as underneath Darth Sidious. But I did think this was the case. And and the other reason I thought it was the case is they have not brought it up here yet. And I kind of wanted to see if they ever did. Um, Obi-Wan also played the same role in A New Hope. He was old Ben. You know, old Ben, crazy old Ben. You know, oh, that old hermit. Right? Like, he he was played as other characters in one movie. So they tightened it up as fast as possible. But he was played as one character that essentially was led to be a different type of character when you first hear this person. 
And then you see him, and he's doing the whole dragon thing and whatnot, and he's making the noise, and then, you know, and right away you realize he's not this old hermit, this weirdo that lives out there by himself. That kind of is, though. Somebody else. However, George Lucas chickened the fuck out. He did, because people didn't like episode two or episode one. The fan, or three, <laughs> the fan <laughs> reaction to Jar Jar was so vitriolic that this aspect of the trilogy was abandoned. Just too risky. If Jar Jar is truly that off-putting, it's potentially ruinous to the Star Wars legacy to imply that he's the ultimate bad guy of the entire saga. Mm -hmm. So pretend he was just a failed attempt at comic relief instead. This is why Dooku seems like such a flat, shoehorned-in character with yes. no backstory. That This is yes. why. He was hastily written in to cover the plot holes left when villain Jar Jar was redacted. Yes. This Okay, fine. Sure. No, this I've always me thought now. this. For me, I've always watched the films as a, as a trilogy, the prequels, and I've always thought Dooku... It, it, okay, if Darth Maul was supposed to die, then that means that we were set up with the with the second half of the, of the, of the Sith team at some point, we just didn't realize it, and Darth Maul was always kind of like a pawn of the actual duo of Sith. And and I really did think when Count Dooku came in, I thought to myself back then, and before I kind of heard this shit on the internet, I did not come up with this on my own, the idea of Darth Jar Jar, and my own, like, I never came up with this theory. I read about this and then kind of adapted it to it. But I, um, I remember, like, thinking... When, I, like, as a kid, I would be like, okay, Dooku should have just been your villain throughout all the films so I could, like, understand the villain like Darth Vader was in all three films. Dooku should have played the same role. So if he didn't, that's weird. Why Why was Dooku this character that was added in? Because they call him Darth Tyrannus, and then they don't even really refer to Darth Tyrannus. They they, they refer to another Jedi Master, right? Like uh, Master Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, that never comes to, like, play, like, at all. Like, it's all these loose ends, all these loose threads and in, in, in in, that exists in Attack of the Clones that never tie into anything. And you have to assume that that Jar Jar was instrumental and that George did pull back and do some modifications to a script. And that's why things felt so hollow. You posted a picture of a script and the title of the script was something along the lines of Jar Jar's Great Adventure. What was that? The first script that everyone got when we landed for Attack of the Clones um, that was the title page, Jar Jar's Great Adventure. The voice you're now hearing is the Ahmed Best. We spared no expense. It was George kind of saying, you know what, y'all? Like, you're looking at the wrong thing when you're looking at Jar Jar. You're, you're looking at, you're, you're not looking at the big picture. And, you know, he said this to me when the backlash happened. He was like, 20 years from now, you're going to see almost a reverse of the backlash and he was right you know he was like the kids who watch Jar Jar are going to be adults in 10, 15, 20 years so I think um, when he put that out that was kind of a nod to you know you guys are you're, you're right now it might be rough but in the future you'll see that this was this was all Jar Jar's great adventure <laughs> you know what I mean and um, the, the Darth Jar Jar uh, theory kind of found that idea as this all being Jar Jar's great adventure. Yeah, so when he comes out of that closet when I, like with like 30 people outside waiting for him, he's like, 
this like a month before production he's been writing for a week he's like uh here it is there's a lot of they fight in there yeah yeah that's for that guy revenge of the sith there you go a first draft official first draft of course there's a lot of cheating in there a lot of they fight for 20 minutes and it's just says they fight that's sad because that's like he didn't know what he was making. He just rushed it to get a script done so they could, you know, make a movie because he already had people storyboarding. And, I mean, like, he's walking in on – there's storyboards up on the whiteboard, if I'm not mistaken, in that scene. And he's like, I finished the script. It's like they're clearly storyboarding shit already. Like, they already concepted, like, so many different designs out. Scott had caught him beating off before and knew he was packing a healthy piece. Scott decided it was time to pounce. Hey, Tark. Hi, Are you ready to head out? Uh-huh. No, but I'm ready for some head. No, no, Lisa Stead. I'm sure a base club will be hopping tonight. Lisa hates it, Frenchie. Chicks can't give me the kind of head I need. Uh-huh. I need a man's mouth on my dick. The brushes will do terrible things to me. No one's gonna come in. Besides, I like the risk. Terrible things to me. Relax. Uh, on second thought? No. This thing's been hard all day long. I've been saving up a load for you. Gungans get pasted too, eh? Yoda was meant to duel with his literal dark side nemesis and mythological equivalent at the end of Attack of the Clones. Not boring old Count Dooku, but a yeah. Sith Master Jar Jar. And Binks was meant to escape not just that duel, but to survive the entire trilogy so that he could cast the shadow on the original trilogy what? too. He rewatched the originals, this. knowing that the Emperor wasn't necessarily the big baddie after all. Jar Jar is still out there somewhere. It would have been sort of brilliant. Or terrible. It would have been terrible. The character design, the merchandising, everything about Jar Jar implies that this is not true. Have you seen the um, fan art of Jar Jar as a Sith? Yeah, it looks ridiculous. It looks goofy. I, I it looks mind. as stupid as fucking a cute little Daisy Ridley with the fucking sharp teeth going, <laughs> I'm bad, Daisy Ridley. She looks like Bilbo from the Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, but but played by a, a cute 24-year-old girl. Oh, dude, she's so hot. She's like, cute. She got so hot throughout all three of the sequel trilogy films. She never got... She, she, needs, she needs implants. Oh, man. Her with, like, some C's would be incredible. Uh, I would go bigger. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, always go bigger. But, like, if she does... Her her, her frame is very small, and it, C's would be very big on her. Yeah, B's would it. look great on her. She's just an A cup. I'll leave it to the experts. Yeah, the doctors know what they're doing. Yeah. But I believe... It, I, can, I can fly. I can't say I believe. I, I, can't, can I can't read I believe without one to say, I can fly. I believe I can touch the, the sky. sky. Every night I like to pray every night and day. Who would have thought that that would so my that, dreams that and was fly trending. away? This is like a virus outbreak that stops the NBA from being able to play. It, it, you had a dream about that? No, that's what happens in Space Jam. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's the that's the opening of like the beginning of space jam that's the reason why the nba is shut down are you just watching all the virus films that like aren't necessarily virus films no i haven't rewatched space jam i have no reason to oh okay ever watch space jam i think i've seen it but i don't remember it i, I, I it's not good the monsters space jam is not good and neither is r kelly 
What don't you fucking understand? This is embarrassing. Give me a fucking answer. We said warriors. No. We said got a grand army. No. That's why you're not liking us, Mr. Dates. But I believe it is likely the writers of the new trilogy will resurrect this idea. Really? They will. <laughs> Most people seem to think that Disney wishes to distance or somehow disassociate itself with the prequels. But this doesn't actually make it any economic or marketing sense. You hear that, Disney? <gasps> uh, Lumperoo from fucking Reddit <laughs> knows better. Uh, there is far more prequel-era-based intellectual property to capitalize on than there is original trilogy, if only because of the Clone Wars movies and series. Me, movie. Uh, billions of dollars in iconic toys. Oh, yeah, fucking... Hayden's image? <laughs> uh, billions of dollars in iconic toys, images, characters, games, gay pride parades, park rides, etc. that an entire younger generation grew up on. Disney is not going to pretend that over half of the $4 billion in IP they bought simply isn't worth acknowledging. No, they, they did. They, they capitalized on the original trilogy a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the prequels, I mean. And anyway... We have behind-the-scenes TFA footage, Force Awakens footage, clearly showing the imagery being used from the prequels. Also, many of the flags above Maz's castle in the trailer are from the Phantom Menace. I love it. Oh, uh, the flags. That's why they're using Darth Jar Jar. It's so this idiot, this is after the trailer, and this idiot thought that Darth Jar Jar was going to be in the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ab absolutely. Even though before uh, The Force Awakens was released... JJ came out and said specifically, you can find, if you look closely enough, Jar Jar's skeleton on uh, Jakku. No! I guess he died there, huh? <laughs> oh, I I'm going to have to shit soon, dude. I got well, pee. I'm almost done with this, so let's just wrap this up. Let's do it. Oh, fuck, I, I may have a fart. I, I, can feel I can feel the Chipotle shifting inside of me. No! Are you okay? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I did I that was fifth that was a fifty fifty. That might have been shitting my pants there. I love those. No! No It stands to reason that one of their primary goals will be to reinvigorate and ultimately try to redeem the prequels in the eyes of the fan base. To elevate and improve them retroactively as much as possible. So how do you do that? <gasps> Jar Jar Binks has undoubtedly become the face of everything that is quote-unquote wrong with prequels. Hold my beer, says Ryan Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson doesn't drink beer. <laughs> he was too silly, too unbelievable, seemingly pointless. Sounds like Ryan Johnson again. If you are able to somehow change the nature of Jar Jar from the embarrassing idiot to jaw-dropping villain. Suddenly, the entire prequel trilogy must be seen in a new light because it becomes the setup for the most astonishing and astounding reveal in film history. Jar Jar fucking Binks is Supreme Leader Snoke. He is? You mean Supreme Leader Snoke isn't just like clones of the Emperor for some weird reason? I mean, is it worse though? I mean, is one really worse than the other? 
Uh, I think Jar Jar Binks as Supreme Leader Snoke would be amazing, but then I still don't understand what their thought process here. I feel like a paragraph is missing. Yeah. How is he Supreme Leader Snoke? Is it a hologram? What the fuck is Supreme Leader Snoke doing? People have written 20-page blog posts that your character is the evil Jar Jar Binks. Um, Care I, to comment? I, it, well, it's true. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. There's definitely a resemblance. There is a resemblance. I think oh. you can see. <laughs> oh, anybody looking surprised in that moment looks like. Uh, no, there has just... been an awakening. <laughs> Have you felt it? <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to do these final fucking tidbits? I mean, this is the last Star Wars thing ever will ever do. I'm sure we keep saying that. Yeah, who's your Star Wars fuck me? I fuck Natalie. Uh, Queen Amidala, Padme. Yeah, the, well, I'd fuck her in three. She's probably, well, no, she's pregnant in three. I'd fuck her in two. Two, right, with the, the white the belly, halter top. Yeah, the belly. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah, too young in the first one. Although she's, she's like the same age as us, I think. She was, yeah. Yeah, um, let me think. And then I guess Daisy Ridley. There's really not that many people I want to fuck in Star no, Wars. No, no Twi'leks? You wouldn't fuck a Twi'lek? Fucking the Twi'lek would be pretty cool. I'd fuck the, uh, not the dancer. I'd, I'd fuck the Jedi one from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, she dies under some mushrooms. Yeah. She does, yeah. But um, I would have to, yeah, maybe go with the Twi'lek, maybe the dancer that dies from the fucking... Um, Ula. Know, Her name is Ula. Rancor. Ula. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Actually, um, I would actually... I would fuck uh, the great, the late... Carrie Fisher. I think her <laughs> and the fucking slave bikini is the best. And you know what? She'd be the one on coke. You know what it feels to fuck on cocaine? Have you ever fucked on cocaine, Nick? <gasps> it's nice. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right, favorite Star Wars saga third act. What is your favorite third act in all nine Star Wars films? And I guess 11 if you count Solo and a Rogue One. Empire, probably. It's, it's the, the third most, act on best. It's the most focused, yeah. Everything comes together in the third act. That movie, that movie delivers its third in its third act. I love Empire's third act, but call me old fashioned. I think I, I have to go with Battle of Yavin. Okay. Um, I love I love the first time we ever fight in an X-wing over the Death Star. Okay. I think I think it's just um, it's I think it's the speaking of focus. I think it's the most focused third act. I mean, it's one set of characters fighting another set of characters in one location. Favorite Star Wars saga twist. So yeah, what is uh, your favorite Star Wars saga twist? Considering we are talking about Darth Jar Jar, a twist that never happened. Uh, fuck. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that uh, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter because right. it's it's the most fuck it twist. It's the only one where I was like, oh wow, oh. they did it. <laughs> See, okay, now um, here I will say this. So for the sequel trilogy, Ray being Palpatine's granddaughter is a twist, but it also feels kind of like they didn't have any plans. Like I have no kind of memory of finding out that. Vader is Luke's uh, father. Hey, that... Yes, you're right. No, hang on. So, so for the Ray twist, right? It just feels like a screenwriter wrote it. Yeah, and it... that was the reason they wrote it. For um, Luke finding out that Vader is his father, I found out about that like I was born. Yeah, I know. It. I've you just know always I mean? known it. But when Amidala says no, I'm Queen Amidala, and she, Natalie Portman, overtakes fucking what's her face from the, the uh, pirates films with the tiny little titties. Kira Knightley. Knightley. When, when, when Natalie Portman overgoes, no, I am Queen Amidala, Boss Noss. I actually thought as a kid, when I saw that moment in A Phantom Menace, I went, or The Phantom Menace, 
I went fucking crazy. I was like, oh my god! Because the whole time I remember hearing that Queen Amidala was going to play by Natalie Portman. And then you eventually see what you think is Natalie Portman, but she's playing Padme, a handmaiden. And, and the other person that's playing the Queen looks like could be Natalie Portman. So I remember as a kid being like, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Because I'd seen Leon or The Professional before I saw uh, Phantom Menace, so I knew who Natalie Portman was. I had seen Heat before I had seen The Phantom Menace, so I knew who Natalie Portman was. I sent you a photo of Kira Natalie's boyish fig figure. I love her boyish figure. It's so hot. That's a boy. <laughs> that is a boy, but I still can do a I can do fucking negative A tits like that. But, but uh. still, for me, it was Queen Amidala being the handmaiden and walking past the queen like you know security guard dressed as the queen that actually blew me away okay so, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you're happy about that <laughs> it was an actual twist that i can remember from star wars that actually did blow me away oh boy <laughs> <laughs> this a uh, fucking very very good show tello we yeah, what is tello topic S story topic yeah <laughs> we have ever done Palos. what that's palos palos oh palos I used to think <laughs> that I could not go on. And Lifea was nothing but an awful song. But now I know the tr meaning of true love. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. I never knew the lyrics. If I can see it, then I can do it. Can? If I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I don't believe I can soar. I see me running through that open door. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. But a lot of the influence that I put into the character mirrored a lot of what was al already in the Star Wars universe. So, is there was there an official Darth Jar Jar in the works? That's really a George Lucas question. I cannot answer that question. Cool boy Otis Nations. We see email the coolboys podcast gmail.com. So new tellers making on Tuesday. Yes. Use like a Wisa, Yusa, Plisa, and Yusa Pass. Mula to Wisa at patreon.com slash coolboys podcast. Also, Wisa have more bomb bad podcasts, Batman and beyond, which are all in Yusa. Can find on the holonet. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That sounds retarded. <laughs> S stay cool, Boyos Nation. Until next time, that's Salonga Bizes from Misa Jar Jar Felk. And that's Salonga Bizes from Misa Jar Jar Ballard. Uh huh. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah.
This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... You have a link here. That's just Gungan basic, that's all. Uh, it's just so you can learn how to speak Gungan. Una, Dewey, D, Fusa, Fief, Six, Seven, Eta, Niney, Tenska. That sounds so racist. I know. Like, nobody was like, George, you're really making fun of black people here. By the <laughs> way, George, also, you're making fun of Asians with these other characters, with the, with the uh, fucking Trade Federation. George, do you realize you're just being really racist right now? Yeah. Oh, oh, the uh, the Shatnerians, yes. Yes, absolutely, yeah. He went into the ventilation shaft. <laughs> See, George is one of those white people, allegedly, that, you know, once he marries a black woman, he thinks he can just say anything and do anything. It's like, no, 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 no. You still got to pull this back some of that ridiculous. white guilt. They're blaming COVID-19 on us. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll see you next week. I got a shit now. <laughs> Happy shits. Happy shits. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. Uh-huh.